1: All right. Well, stock down. I'm going to start stock, just a, a random drive by stock down, stock down on the weather in Philadelphia. Oh, that sucks. All right. So let's do John. I, I think that the Astros deserve a four stock up, four stock down more than the Texans do. So let's you and I do that. We go back and forth with four good things and four things that need improvement. Um, and the Astros one, one following, uh, following the two games at Minute Maid Park this weekend. And I think, if you can divorce yourself of how game one went down, like one, one is about probably what a lot of odds makers would have expected with the starting, given the starting pitchers for each team. The fact of the matter is, the only one that pitched well out of all the starting pitchers was Fromber last night. So let's start that. Let's start in, John. Stock up, stock down. I'll let you start. Four stock up, four stock down. What's your first stock up for the Astros World Series?
2: Jose, 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 Jose. <laughs> Jose.
1: Jose, Jose. He
2: snapped out of his slump. He is the leading hitter in the World Series as we speak, and it's great. After all the abuse he took, after, you know, it just killed him to be that bad, and he's bounced out of it. So, Jose Altuve.
1: Yeah, Jose Altuve's. he's he's a good one. And, the, and John, I love the way they jumped on Wheeler yesterday. You know, the three doubles in the first four pitches – uh, first four pitches, not, not even three doubles, first four batters, like four, four pitches into the game. The Astros are up two nothing with three doubles in that game. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love the way that uh, Jose and uh, and Pena and Jordan all pounced on him. Okay, that's a good one. My first stock up is Framber Valdez, who two games into the series is the MVP of the series for the Astros with that six and one third inning performance. Um, in uh, in game two, uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, so yesterday, I guess, as we're recording this um from Valdez was awesome uh he was everything that we were hoping Justin Verlander would be in game one he was everything that we knew he could be in game two and I think the 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 instance in the game where Fromber really kind of like if there's a signature moment in the game I think it was the fourth or fifth inning I forget which that Fromber put the first two guys on base it was the top of the order that was up he put Schwarber and um Schwarber and uh Hoskins on base and then um and then it was the uh oh it was the sixth it was the top of the six because Bregman had just hit the home run to go up five nothing uh he puts the first two on and he strikes out Rayo Muto and then gets Bryce Harper to ground into a double play that was nails right there and John especially on the heels of how Framber pitched in the World Series last year where he just had two to use your word pathetic outings last year, to see him so far, two games in, be the Astros' hero in this World Series is really, really cool to see.
2: I thought that Thompson, the Phillies manager, deserved a lot of credit because the media was trying to get him to say that Fromber had something in his hand where he was doctoring the ball. Thompson said, yeah, I saw that on social media. He said, but every time he comes off, you know, they look at him, so we're not worried about it. He said maybe he's sweating. If you ever notice, Framber Valdez sweats more than any pitcher on this roster. He sweats more than any pitcher I've ever seen since J.R. Richard, who would have to put on two or three jerseys a game because he sweats so much. And Framber does that. And there was these other idiots that showed out too during warm-ups or taking between batters kind of tossing his glove around, saying he was signaling. Yeah. So I'm thinking if they think that they're cheating, that's good. Hopefully the players will think that, and it'll get in their heads. Something that kills me, I'm so tired of people mispronouncing Framber. All the Fox guys call him Framber, and it's Framber. And Dusty calls him Framber. I want to see Dusty, he's your pitcher. You've been here three years. Pronounce his name right. I blame that on the Astros. I should be telling those announcers to how to pronounce his
1: name. Uh, John, I think I may have pronounced it Framber. I I flip back and forth. I pronounce it Framber Framber. and Framber. Framber. I know, I know. I just, I flip back and forth, even within like paragraphs, I flip, flip back and forth. All right. What's your other stock up for the Astros this weekend? Um,
2: The bullpen again, Ryan Presley, who has the greatest introduction of any picture I've ever seen the Astros had. Yes, he does. And uh, the Johnny Cash song and the lights and the way the fans all turn on their cell lights and hold it up like you used to cigarette lighters at concerts. And that is very, very cool. We were sitting above the bullpen in the Budweiser area at a table last night, looking down on the bullpen and seeing it from there, from there with all the fans from Falpo to Falpo with their cells in the air it was very, very cool. So, Presley, uh, having him as, a, as the closer and closing out that game, uh, he's my second one.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go my last one. I'm going to go Kyle Tucker in game one. And the, the, to me, the biggest tragedy, sports tragedy of game one is the Astros blowing that lead. I'm sure that's going to get mentioned once or twice here in the stock down. Um, but Kyle Tucker, as you know, John had said some things in his media session the day before the world series started that I think were just innocent comments that once he said them probably might've wanted to walk them back. Like the way it was just the way he said it about how, well, hopefully we can get this over with in four games, you know, but they're a good team. So it may go a little longer than that. It, it sounded cocky. It reads cocky, all those things. I don't think it was meant to be cocky. I think it's just Kyle Tucker being a bit of an airhead. Um, but but he caught a lot of heat for that, but he hits a home run in his first two World Series at-bats to give the Astros a 5 nothing lead. Unfortunately, they blow that lead, and it wastes what would have been one of the all-time FU performances by a Houston Astro, Kyle Tucker. Still, that's enough for me to give him a big stock up for his two home runs in game one.
2: We uh, can't do this without mentioning Bregman. Bregman's been yep. unbelievable. Yep. They're most, they're most consistent hitter. Yeah. Getting that two-run homer to give them some uh, some insurance, even though I never thought – people are saying, all oh, five-run lead is not secured. I'm saying, hey, Verlander's not out there. They don't have one of the worst pitchers in World Series history who's on the mound right now. Fromber's not going to have a meltdown like that, but Bregman's so much fun to watch, and he deserves a lot of kudos.
1: Okay, John, don't tell me that you weren't nervous during Montero's inning in two-thirds last night. That was a circus when Montero was in there.
2: When he threw, he threw, I think, 30 pitches, which is a lot more than he's used to throwing. Yeah. Anytime pitchers are throwing more pitches than they're used to, yes, I get nervous.
1: Yeah, and we'll get to, you know what, I'm I'm going to save that because I may use that as a stock down. All right, so those are four stock up. Um, it would have been impossible for any of these other series to really do stock down for the Astros because they were 7-0 going into it, but they finally lost the game. Uh, John, what's your first stock down for the Astros? Where do they need, where do they need to show some improvement?
2: Justin Verlander. Yeah. I, I sent out a thing on Twitter. You know, are there other examples of great pitchers who were so bad in the World Series, and people started filing off Clayton Kershaw? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. You know, it's almost like when the line drivers hit back to him after he had three, the three great innings and he didn't get the double play, it's almost like he's thinking, okay, here I go again. Yeah. Because he was awful after that. And if he's got to pitch a game to win the series, could people actually have confidence in him?
1: I don't know, man. I it's I, He's 0-6 with an ERA over six in mm-hmm. his in his world series, in his career in the world series. 0-6 with an ERA over six. Like, th- think about that. Like, think about – if I don't know how many World Series games he's pitched in, probably eight or nine, you know, and he's only got decisions in six. So can you imagine if Justin Verlander started out a season 0 and 6 with a six ERA? You know what I mean? Like that's if we treat the World Series, the body of work that is his World Series work as a baseball season, you know, like if he has nine starts, that's about a quarter of a season. Can you imagine if you got into like mid May and Justin Verlander was 0 and 6 with a six ERA? That's what he is in the World Series right now. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, my my stock down, and it's only a slight stock down because he's had a good postseason. But Dusty's done some things Ooh, here. That's
2: mine. Go ahead.
1: Do you want to save it?
2: Well, I just wanted to say I think he made some terrible decisions in I, that first game, one after another. Go yeah, ahead. I
1: I didn't I didn't have a huge problem with him leaving Verlander. It sounds like you might have had a problem. with I him did. Leaving yes, Verlander in. Um. My my bigger problems with Dusty's decisions, one, I wish he would do something with this seven hole right now, like continually trotting Diaz and Mancini out there is like having a pitcher hitting seventh right now in their lineup. Like give give Hensley a start at DH. I take anybody like these two Diaz and Mancini are awful right now, and I don't know if he thinks they're due um or whatever the case may be i mean dust if you're a veteran dusty is gonna he's gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and so I, I i just think that i think that i thought there it was funny john some people had an issue with him leaving fromber in last night into the seventh inning i thought he should have pitched fromber to 120 pitches because fromber is going to get an extra day of rest on the back end because of these two rest days coming up um but hopefully hope. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. If it goes to six, hopefully it goes five and the Astros no, I'm walk talking out
2: about the rain in Philadelphia.
1: Well, that'll, that, that won't affect Fromber's rest at all. Like that, that won't affect the number of days until game six, you know, it'll yeah, just be right. You're you know, right. Sure. Th- that'll just affect what day they play on. But Fromber pitching in game six is going to happen. If it happens, it's going to be on Friday, whether there's a rain day or not in between. So I thought he, I had no problem with him bringing him back out for the seventh. I didn't have a problem with him taking him out when he did. But there were people like, "Why did you bring me? Why would you even bring him back in for the seventh inning? Because he's getting guys out. He's yeah, your best No problem with it. No The Montero thing, though. John, with Dusty, was reckless. Like what he did with Montero last night. When you've got multiple arms down there, he had Naris warmed up down there. John, the five outs. Nairis threw
2: a whole game in the bullpen.
1: Yeah, John. The John. Here are the five outs. This is I, I can. It's off the top of my head because I, I it almost it almost drove me to an early grave. Montero got five outs last night. His first out was a sack fly that allowed that run to score that was hit to the part of the ballpark to Diaz, where if it's five feet to the left, it's in the Crawford boxes, but it's five feet the other way. So he's in that little nook back there, you know, where the wall kind of juts backwards. So that was the first out. The second out, which was the last out of the seventh inning was a line drive that Maton smoked right at Bregman. Then in the, then in the, in the eighth inning, the first out was the Schwarber home run foul ball called back, and then uh, fly ball to the to the edge of the wall. The whole Schwarber sequence. Then he strikes out Hoskins, and then the third out was um, was Rayo Muto hits that <laughs> hits that pop up where four Astros almost ran into each other. Like those five – and that last one's not Montero's fault. He did his job. He got a pop up in the outfield, but just John the the harrowing nature of those five outs. Like I don't need to live through that ever again. And I blame it partially on Dusty for leaving Montero in for as long as he did.
2: Boy, that was a great play by Pena who had made a boneheaded play at second base. But for him to go out there with his back to the plate, make that catch with guys running right at him. Yeah. That was tremendous. I'll tell you another thing Dusty did that I questioned. You don't go to your starters in the bullpen until you've, uh, used up your relievers, especially yeah. guys that are pitching well like oh Stanek. Garcia
1: in game one, yeah. yeah,
2: and when Garcia was in Seattle, he came in when the relievers had been used, and he pitched great, yeah, but I don't know why he brought in Garcia over Stanek when Stanek has been incredible, and he said he looked at the sheets, what does that mean analytics, but uh that that uh I was really surprised when he did
1: that yeah that when he said he looked at the sheets that means he doesn't feel like answering the question john that's what that means you know
0: you know okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai,
1: there's joy in every journey. Um, so what's your second stock down since I stole your Dusty?
2: That's okay. The um, um, We mentioned the other. Poor old Trey Mancini. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. It's so painful to watch him hit and strike out. At one point, I think before his last at bat, he was thirteen of a hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that average is, but he was thirteen of 100, a 130. He just miles away, and Dusty, thank goodness, put Diaz out there. At least Diaz has done something. What bothered me on Diaz is he had a two and zero count, and he swamped. He should have taken another pitch, and I admire him for leaning into the pitch, and I thought that he really did, but uh, I just I, we cannot see Trey
1: Mancini again. Uh, No, no. And that's, you know, that, and that sucks because that's a spot on the roster. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have these games where you're, you know, they had a game like that in Seattle, John, where they had to empty the bench. You know, they had to, they had to use everybody and it's, it's, it sucks. You got a guy who right now cannot, cannot get a hit to save his life in Mancini um, and you're right. I feel bad for a cancer survivor. John he's a golden Domer. He's a Notre Dame guy. Can you imagine
2: what the fans in New York and Philadelphia and Boston would be good doing to him? Oh, my if God, if he had a thirteen for a one hundred streak?
1: they would be destroying him. They would be absolutely destroying him. Um, John, my last stock down, since I have a hard time finding anything more to really complain about with the. Well, after- I got
2: a good one unless you got one.
1: You know okay. Uh, well, mine is with the broad- mine's with the broadcast. My stock down is Alex Rodriguez who will not stop making comparisons to Rocky Balboa or comparing. He compared the hitting coach to the, for the Phillies to Michael Jordan, the hitting coach, Alex Rodriguez, said that the hitting coach is the most valuable person in this series, the hitting coach for the Philadelphia. And the guy may be a great hitting coach. He said that these announcers that try to sound super smart and overthink things. And then the other thing that, um, that Alex Rodriguez said was that they showed a feature on Dusty Baker. And afterwards, Alex Rodriguez said, you know, Dusty is a guy who, you know, he just seems like a guy who you want to go get a beer with. And I thought I found that funny because I don't know that Alex Rodriguez has ever sat down and had a beer with anybody. Like, I, it, like, it's really funny that Alex Rodriguez is determining who you do and don't want to have a beer with when I don't think there's a person walking the earth that wants to sit down and have a beer with Alex Rodriguez. So my stock down is Alex Rodriguez who can go screw himself.
2: It does. still smoke pot with Jimi Hendrix, but I don't see him drinking a beer with, with uh, Alex Rodriguez.
1: What's your What's your other one, John?
2: The right field umpire. Why do you have outfield umpires in the World Series? that are going to blow calls.
1: Yeah. Um, oh
2: yeah. Schwarber's home run. Schwarber's just standing there, and he's like, okay, they didn't call it foul, Schwarber foul knew I'm going to go around the bases. Yeah. I have never, and I've been watching baseball since 1960, see a guy take a run around the plate, and he went really slow, and then have to do it again, and then he came so close. I wonder how many guys in history have taken two trips around the bases and one at bat, but thank God Tucker made that catch Ugh. against the wall.
1: John, you know, the home plate umpire, I don't know who he was last night. Um, Seth was showing me a website like umpiregrades.com or something like that. And I was watching the home plate umpire last night. I'm like, you know what? This guy's really good. Like, he has a really consistent strike zone. Seems really accurate. And sure enough, there's, it's a website that grades how good the home plate umpires are, you know, compared to the the box on the screen there. Yeah. And I thought that guy called a really good game and i wish that major league baseball wouldn't do this thing where they they you know i can see doing it during the regular season like so you can get a, a you know a data bank on which guys are accurate and which guys aren't it doesn't mean as much in the regular season a guy like that that was calling the balls and strikes last night should be calling the balls and strikes for every single game if he's that good he was really good i don't know who the guy was what his name was but that home plate umpire in game two i had no issues with him at all and i usually have a lot of issues with the way these guys call balls and strikes
2: well, getting back out there, I don't think they've ever done that where they let one guy do it two games in a row. But I was glad they got together, puts their heads together. And yeah. Went to New York for the replay. And to me, when I saw the replay, it was clear that it was foul. And then all the fans down there were saying it was foul, waving their hands.
1: Yeah. And,
2: boy, can you imagine how cocky Schwarber would have been if he hit that home run in the same mm. at bat? My goodness.
1: Mm. So how do you think Mac's feeling right now about the World Series? Hell, a lot better than he was after the first game. <laughs> Did you talk to him after the oh, first yeah,
2: game? Yeah, and uh, he's always – he never changes. You know, it's yeah. it's amazing. He, We spent some time where we were sitting last night, fans were all chanting, Mattress, Mac, Mattress, Mac. People are coming up, wanting their pictures made. You know, he never has security. What he does no. has, is somebody – taking, uh, doing videos of everything and putting it on social media. And, uh, and the fans just love him. And you couldn't tell if he had, if he had, if they were o two, 2 he wouldn't be any different than he is 2-0 because yeah. he knows so many things can happen, but I don't know anybody other than Phil. Well, anybody hates the Astros doesn't want him to win his 75 million. Right. Did you see that MLB.com? Poll that I heard this on MLB radio uh, during the Yankees series that 40 fans in 44 states want the Phillies. Yeah, to, I'm sorry. Before the series, 44 states want the Phillies to win, and the only ones that want uh, the Astros to win, other than Texas, are the states right around us in Colorado.
1: Yep, Colorado, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana. Louisiana. And one other, I can't remember. Like he who. Arkansas. Maybe Arkansas. Yeah, I forget. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, John, I did no, say that. No, it's Mississippi. Mississippi, that's right. Yeah, no, there's a Twitter graphic that showed the United States. I like those. I kind of like those graphics. They show the United States and like by state, you know, it's, it could be anything, you know, it could, there was one that like who, who thinks the most recent one I saw was they went by state, like which states think that Barry Bonds is the real home run champ and which states think Aaron Judge. Is the real home run champ, and that one was much more split by state. It was like twenty seven to twenty three. I forget who was leading. But what I like to do then on the ones that are closer is I have a spreadsheet and I like to calculate the electoral votes. If it were like an actual presidential election, <laughs> who would win? Um, I like doing that. That's that's fun to me. I don't the, the number of states is cool, but I like to know how many electoral votes each one would get.
2: Well, hopefully the Astros just take it up everybody, but. I did a serious show about the Astros Saturday. Rick mm-hmm. Kamla used to work for us. Oh, yeah. Was doing it. And he was asking me a bunch of things. And finally, he was talking about that, how so much of the country hates the Astros. He said, well, what do you think about the way the country feels about the Astros? I said, Rick, I don't give a rat's ass what people think about the
1: right. Astros. Yeah. and I don't.
2: Yep don't you know when people may hate them but they're gonna respect them
1: that's it that's it you put it well john for somebody who's been doing all this award-winning writing for 40 50 60 years however long you've been writing for um stick it up their butt i like it, John. not 60 i mean like going back to elementary school when you were (laughs) writing in uh miss crab crab apples class back in the day
2: (laughs) someday i'll tell you a great story about me and the so I'll tell you right now. Okay. Sixth, sixth grade, yeah. <laughs> this kid and I got in a fight on the playground. He went to the teacher and he said, John McClain hit me in the blubber. And uh, so she made me stay after class, after school, and write a 10 page report. And at the time, in the sixth grade, my my mother used to go to the library a lot. And so I would go and I like reading science fiction, even science fiction I couldn't understand, like Ray Bradbury. Mm-hmm. And so I read a book about this guy, I'll never forget it, Crowell, C R O E L, jumping through time. So I wrote that 10 page paper about crawl jumping through time and what he did and i was in sixth grade so uh, a few days later my parents said teacher called him up there to come to school and i'm like uh oh i'm in trouble so we go up there at night i'm sitting outside her her room and my parents go in and they come out and they're kind of like huh really and so i don't say anything we go home i said did did she tell you what I did and got in trouble, they said, yes. I said, am I going to get grounded? They said, no. I said, well, what? what's the matter? Said, she said, she believes you have a talent for writing and we ought to do something to help you pursue it. And so I thought that was weird in sixth grade. So I said, huh, and then never thought about it again until I got to
1: college. That's funny. So that was the first inkling that you had given that you could become a Hall of Fame writer <laughs> in sixth grade. Yeah, I should writing go. About, writing I'm about sure Krull. she's been
2: dead for 30 years, but I should go look her up or, or the, find the guy that told on me
1: or yes, I had to write the report. Can you imagine if you weren't a playground thug, John, <laughs> you never would have become a writer. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. At least put some flowers by her grave or something like that. You know, <laughs> I can't even remember her name. That's funny. That is funny. See, 60 years, John, how old were you at the time? It was in sixth grade. You were like 11, right?
2: I would have been Let's anything. I would have been 10 or 11. Yes. Yeah.
1: See, see, that's, and it's weird. Ten,
2: ten years later, I was working for Dave Campbell at the Waco Tribune. That's it. Texas Football Magazine. Just
1: how they drew it up on the chalkboard when you're beating the <laughs> snot out of some kid on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't till I hit him in the blubber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was blubber a colloquialism back then for nuts or something? I'd or?
2: never heard it at all. And, I, and Is I that where him, you hit him? I, I was like, yeah, I was on the ground. He knocked me on the ground. He's standing there with his legs spread. So I just went whoop and got, went for
1: two and I got him. In the blubber. Oh, (laughs) that's tremendous.